And it's Friday, Friday, February the 10th, 2023. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, and welcome to Things You Might Have Heard for today, where we'll bring you the best in yesterday's news and information and current events, pop culture stuff. The best because you said it was the best. Literally, you told me which ones to talk about, and we pulled from that. So you'll get to that in just mere moments. We're going to remind you that our main website is homed, named, is this is a conversationproject.com for more details about what we do uh, to get these things started every day and behind the scenes going forward. Now, of course, you see Mike Pence in the teaser graphic. So he is a part of the headlines this morning, plus seven other stories that were vetted by you. We'll explain that process once we're done with the headlines. So stick with the headlines. We'll tell you how you vote things in and how I pick from what you vote in here. And so just follow along, go to the website and find out more about the feeds. We'll go deeper in that in a bit. But right now, let's get into the stories. Let's make things move. Let's make things happen today on this Friday as we get into the eight stories vetted by you, created by me, Jay Cleveland Payne. And we're going to start off with Mr. Brett Favre. Brett Favre fires, 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 files. I shouldn't have did that funny Favre thing. Brett Favre files lawsuit against Shannon Sharp, Pat McAfee, Mississippi State Auditor. What's this all about? Brett Favre had filed defamation suits against the Mississippi State Auditor, uh, Chad White, that's one guy, plus sports commentator Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee. Mississippi is suing Favre to recover misspent welfare money. Now, his school, Southern Miss, is linked to alleged fraud schemes during which Brett Farm, Favre, Brett Farm, State Farm, a former Golden Eagle quarterback and Pro Football Hall of Famer, uh, had some dealings where he could, took some money from the state and built some stuff, but didn't actually build some stuff, actually just sort of spent the money on his own. Uh, so he's suing the auditor for saying that Brett Favre is a bad guy, and Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee in specific for saying that Brett Favre is a bad guy. This is for defamation. So he can't countersuit the state to try to get their money back. But you can counter suit, you can suit, 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 sue various people who say he's a bad guy. Now, a lot of people say Brett Favre is a bad guy, but the context and place does not allows him to just sue everybody. But because it's one thing in particular and it's public knowledge about the actual case, the actual case case, then everybody can call Brett Favre a bad guy and Brett Favre can actually sue them for that, for defamation. Sorry about that. Let's move on to the next story. Sticking with the football theme, Russell Wilson, excuse me, Russell Wilson's foundation responds to report scrutinizing terrible process. Maybe a little bit in my mouth is what's keep causing me to misspeak. So USA Today reported that Russell Wilson, Why Not You Foundation, spent $1.1 million on salaries and employee benefits in 2020 and 2021. Sounds great. Raising questions about the Excess benefits tra uh, transactions, private instruments, and the organization's free for all governance. The report also said that three employees were paid forty over four hundred thousand dollars, forty four hundred forty one thousand dollars combined in four thousand in twenty twenty. And the IRS could levy substantial penalties on the foundation for that challenge. But the here's the big kicker on this thing: um, as far as money doled out from the charity. Somewhere around 29 cents is what's going out to each person getting something from the charity. 29 cents is going out to people to fund the charity, but it's raised millions and there are people with salaries that are very, very high. A lot of things have happened to Russell Wilson since they went to the Denver Broncos. Number one, he's been sort of exposed, if you will, that as some of his weaknesses have been 
pretty much out there in the open uh, for folks who thought that he was going to bring Denver back to a little bit of prominence. Didn't happen. Number two, this thing here happened. So apparently the protections that were in Seattle are no longer with him in Denver, mostly because he's not playing very well. Uh, you can ask Brett Favre that question. When he's playing well, people sort of look things past. When you're not playing so well, they start digging into your taxes. It is what it is. John Fetterman is rushed to hospital as doctors check if he suffered another stroke. John Fetterman, now a senator, uh, went to the doctors because he was feeling lightheaded after his staff uh, just saw that he wasn't doing so well. And so because he just had a stroke, they sent him to the hospital and apparently no new stroke. Sudden numbness, weakness, confusion, trouble speaking, difficulty understanding speech, trouble walking, dizziness, loss of balance or lack of coordination are signs of stroke. So if you have those things going on, uh, take a seat, do a check to see if you're doing fine. And if you don't think you're doing fine, go get checked out. Also, uh, just be wary of these things. He suffered a stroke back in May, of course, when he was running for the Senate in Pennsylvania. Uh, and then when that happened, he left his campaign trail and came back about a week or so later with some even weirder sort of um, allowances to his campaign, including using, um, you know, uh, uh, computerized speech uh, to answer questions, listening to uh, computers to do things and, and closed captioning to read things and then answer things in a weird way. We saw how that worked out in the debates where he was sort of stunned waiting for the, the answers, the questions to pop up in front of him to, to respond to them. Uh, we see how it works in some cases, in some interviews where it seems kind of weird. But for all practical purposes, Fetterman seems to be sound mind and almost sound body. Uh, no sign of a, a future stroke. Uh, that just, you know, tiredness of the day, apparently, in this case. This story here. Um, we did get some responses that but this was not seen to be covered enough. It seems like it's always on every time I'm around. But this is the first time since the beginning of the week we covered this one in detail because we were looking for updates. The updates. Not so great. Turkey earthquake live updates. At least that's what we pulled from when we pulled this story. Death toll surpasses 11,000. At this reading, as a time, the death toll from Monday's earthquake and aftershocks rose to more than 16,000 on Thursday. And the numbers injured are rising because this was a live thing. This is how it's been updated since then. Uh, the survival rate is below 25% after 72 hours, and the frigid temperatures make chances even slimmer. Now, what makes this really, really sad is we're seeing a lot of stuff going on in Turkey where the Turkish people are basically doing what they can. Anyone, any, anyone who's nearby, anyone in the country is doing what they can to bring supplies, pack supplies, do what they can for the uh, excavation and the rescue efforts. In Syria, which also seen lots and lots of de uh, devastation from the same earthquake, Story's not exactly the same. We don't know the numbers. We don't know the full devastation in Syria because there, there's you know, civil war. And it's hard to get information out of there. But we do see some as aid finally got to that nation literally yesterday after the earthquake happened on Monday. Four days later, aid of some sort actually got there. So we're seeing some pictures of people now in recovery. Uh, we'll know more about this as this continues. The death toll, as we said, now at 16,000 about uh, is something that we're going to be covering for a while so we may not have frequently daily updates on this case but there's enough changing that we'll bring it up every so often philadelphia high school discipline after high school students discipline after shoot video shoot philadelphia high school students discipline after video shows one using black spray paint on another's face while saying racist comments 
This is one that you're going to have to click the link and watch because you have to get the full context of it. Here is your play-by-play, -play, your very brief play-by-play. -play. A video showed us high school students off campus somewhere at a sleepover, someone's house, because they're they're also commenting, your mom's never going to come back again, uh, spray painting a one girl with black spray paint and saying things like, it's Black History Month, know your place, you're a N-word now, words like that. Caught on camera probably put on the gram, shown for people to see. And as you suspect, once people saw it and people figured out who these kids are, all hell broke loose. These children now currently dealing with uh, suspensions and some other things coming up. Uh, a lot of people are just sort of pissed at the action. It is just one thing after another. Uh, the school itself, Franklin Town uh, Charter High School, um, said the former student's conduct does not reflect the values and the culture of the town of the town family uh you would suspect that's the basic thing they can say all i can say is go to the website look in the description click on the link for this story take it yourself and we'll probably talk about this in the you're welcome commentary we thought we we're going to talk about some other stuff but we'll probably talk about this because um this is not getting a lot of big attention because, you know, there's earthquakes and documents and balloons flying over overhead. But this is something that I think we need, we need to kind of go into a bit deeper. I want you to get a chance to really do it the right way. Let's move to the next story, which is one that um, I saw happen live as I was preparing um, for head to work after, you know, doing this thing, watching the TV while I was doing some, some editing and stuff. Rick Scott calls out CNN in clash over Medicare. Did the, did the same fact checkers look at what Jake Tapper said? That's a kind of quote there. Now, the, the the response we got, the link we got here is from Fox News. So as you suspect, the way the story played out is not exactly the way the story may have played out. Uh, here's the play-by-play. -play. I, I, I expect you to go click the link and see deeper what happened. Here's the play-by-play. -play. Caitlin Collins was doing a solo interview with Rick Scott yesterday, and Rick Scott was there. Because President Biden in the State of Union address said that there are some Republicans that want to sunset Social Security and Medicare and things like that. Rick Scott put up a bill that would sunset basically all entitlements every five years and have Congress re-vote on them. So Rick Scott said he wanted to sunset Medicare, but have them re-vote on it. Caitlin Collins wanted to ask a question like basically... Uh, do you really expect if we sunset it, if we just assume it's going to expire, that we'll really will have Congress re-vote on these things every five years? And it was pretty terrible. Now, um, in trying to defend himself, Rick Scott brought up a term, uh, basically a thing that that Jake Tapper said a few months ago, uh, where Jake Tapper was talking about um, um, the Medicare, the, the, the Medicaid bill uh, for prescription drugs and how if you you know, limit the cost of prescription drugs. It's a cut because, you know, that you spend less money, you get more left as opposed to Rick Scott saying, we're just going to cut the funding and then go that way. And it turned to a back and forth where Rick Scott's kept repeating Jake Tapper's name. Well, Jake Tapper said, well, Jake Tapper said, well, Jake Tapper said, which um, Caitlin Collins responded, sir, I don't think that's the um, defense you think you think it is. Watch the video, watch the clip even the Fox news version of it and how they go, go with it. They tell him, they try to make Scott as the hero. He wasn't, he looked bad. And basically all people had to spend the rest of the day defending um, Rick Scott being Rick Scott. Mike Pence submitted by special counsel overseeing Trump probes. 
here's this one. The special counsel has uh, subpoenaed former Vice President Mike Pence for documents and testimony related to the failed attempts by Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 election. Smith was appointed, that being uh, um, appointed to oversee the investigation into Trump's possible this mishandling of classified documents and efforts to obstruct the government's efforts to retrieve them. The investigation has also expanded to include efforts to overturn the results of the election in 2020. Former Vince, former Vice President Mike Pence has not responded to requests for comments, uh, but there have been some negotiations in the background to do these things. So he's been cooperating for the most part, uh, but the whole thing hasn't quite happened yet. And we finally wrap up with this one, which overtook the Twitter for quite some time. Burt Bacharach, Oscar-winning composer, dead at 94. Bacharach was an eight-time Grammy winner, prize-winning Broadway composer, and three-time Oscar winner. He won for his work on the soundtrack of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and author. So um, popular musician, popular writer, popular person around the music industry, Burt Bacharach is gone, gone at 94 years old. Let's do our tease for the day, a story we may talk about tomorrow. If you deem this one worthy of the chit chat, if you say so, we shall say somebody. Actually, not tomorrow. It comes come Monday because tomorrow is Saturday. And so you have the full weekend to deal with this story. This headline reads like this. Missouri decides not to ban unsupervised minors from carrying guns on public property. We're going to let that sit for a moment. If you're listening to this as an audio, I'm, I, there's no dead air. Nothing's happened. We're just letting this one kind of rest for a moment. Take it in. Take it in. Take it in. So if this is one of the stories you want to chat up come Monday, make sure you are engaging it. Go to our Facebook and Twitter feeds, facebook.com slash this is the conversation project and twitter.com slash th underscore conversation, th underscore conversation. Yes, that's it. And if this is one you want to talk about, like it, love it, hate it, share it. Every 50 minutes, we post a new story, a headline for you to read and hopefully enjoy, sometimes to hate on purpose. As much as you engage in it gives us a chance to know how much you actually want to talk about it. On Monday, we're going to go through the top 30 of over 90 stories for the weekend and give you 10 of them. For the rest of the week, we'll go through 15 of the top 30 stories of a day, and then we'll give you eight of them. What top 10 stories will we talk about? We'll see. You've got to vote it up, and then I've got to pick it. We'll see what happens come Monday. Now, let's see what happens when we talk about fundrise and trying to make your funds rise. Not the best pun in the world, but hey, it's been a long week. Fundrise is a place where you can get into real estate investing uh, a very curious and simple way by just investing into funds that are for real estate. Uh, Fundrise has various funds that have various portfolios that you get to see in real time being acted on. You get the notification every time they buy or sell a property and you get the chance to make money in real estate without having to actually flip the houses and sell them themselves or rent them out yourselves. Check them out at this is the conversation slash fundrise. This is a conversationproject.com slash fundrise and get in on the action today. They will give you for the first 30 days, no fees. So any money you put into it, there's no transaction fees to pay them. So it's free money. Plus they'll off, often offer you free stocks, free um, shares based on the funds you're into. 2022 was good for me with Fundrise because I lost no money in that fund. So I came out on the positive in real estate uh, this year, a little bit of a change starting off on the negative, but Nothing has been befalling yet. Nothing with major crashes yet. They are waiting for a market turn for housing. And yes, 
you can lose money in investments. You always can. But in this case, Fundrise is a safe way to do this without much work on your end. And you get a chance to see every step of the way what they're doing. Check it out at this is a conversation project.com slash Fundrise. It is an affiliate link for us. So if you get something from them, we do get a little bit back uh, for bringing you in the door. Now, very quickly, the conversation project lives at this is a conversation project.com. We have plenty of programs such as this one and this one's in various forms we have the your welcome commentary we have things you might not have heard we have uh the, con the conversation conversations and we have a newsletter we have some other things and we have things that you can help us out with as well more sponsors more partnerships things and more ways to just chit just just chit chat with us at our website this is the conversation project.com everyone should have some sort of home some place to go on the internet and this happens to be ours if you have any questions about what we do check it out it makes the chit chat part about what we do here go much much faster so we can go into more fun things fun things like the really fun things on the today things that happen today starting off with birthdays for february the 10th we're going with george stephanopoulos who's 62 years old on the day Elizabeth Banks, who's 49 years old, and Chloe Grace Moretz, who's 26. Now, we use Chloe's Grace Moretz in the teaser uh, for the headline because even with three names, her name, as you can see, if you're watching the video, is much, much shorter than George Stephanopoulos because George Stephanopoulos is a really, really long name. Not so hard to say, just really, really long to name to, to have. Some other birthdays on the day include Robert Wagner, who's 93 years old, Roberta Flack, who's 86 years old, and Laura Dern, who is 56. Now, for today in history, we're going to go with this one right here. We could have went with a lot of stuff. Oh, first, because uh, we're out of order. Today is Umbrella Day, and we decided to celebrate Umbrella Day because Rihanna's singing in the Super Bowl on Sunday, and she'll probably sing Umbrella. That's it. But you can find out a lot of days about celebrating the need, the want, the design and desire of umbrellas today. Now, we've given up on that whole love week thing. I think today was um, um, like um, lingerie day or, or something like that. I don't know. Something to make any sense. So we want something that may be kind of silly as a day to celebrate, but we're going to celebrate it anyway because we're not all about lingerie or something. Umbrella day on the day. Now, let's talk about history. This day. In 1957, parties got lit as the styrofoam cooler was invented. That's what we got today, folks. Well, we got more for your one more thing you might not have heard, and this is about the Super Bowl, a specific, a particular Super Bowl, a specific Super Bowl, if you will. Ten years ago, this around this time, during the Super Bowl between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, power was lost to the stadium in New Orleans resulting in a 22-minute blackout. The game was delayed for a total of 34 minutes. The power failed at about 13.20 remaining in the third quarter, with the Ravens leading 28-6. I think we know how that one played out. Attendees used double the usual amount of data on their cell phones. AT&T reported 78 gigabytes downloaded from 8 to 9 p.m. local time. About double the peak uh, for that year before the NFL's chief security officer attributes fans calmness oddly enough to their preoccupation with their electronics now with the iPhone and, and cellular phones and data being something about 12 years old now you could tell if this had happened you know a few years prior we would not have had at least the distraction of our phones and things might not have been so calm being that everybody could basically pull up their phones and you know 
I guess I couldn't watch Netflix at the time, but read stuff. It kept people calm. It kept people going, kept people responding to what's going on. We will see if there's any sort of hijinks and uh, mayhem happen this Sunday between the Chiefs and the Eagles playing in um, playing in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl LVII 52. Today is Friday, February the 10th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining us for the jaunt, the romp, the journey that has been this show all week long and today in particular. We had some technical issues getting things on the air, but we suffered through it and you suffered through quite a bit uh, getting here. So quickly, I want to remind you to stay hydrated, stay limber and stay on task for all the grand things you are meant to do in these days and nights and weekends going on who you get who's your pick for the super bowl let us know and let us know in the response in the comments who you think is going to win the game this weekend and if you're one of those people who are going to put the massive amount of bets on the game and we'll see how that plays out as well in the meantime uh, as we said we've got stories being posted right now every 50 minutes for you to get ready for and watch us all weekend so you can vote up stories for monday and all day long all week long so you can take care of us all days all week long we will see you come monday